Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered chumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The Chels is backed for the season by Ladbrooks. Hello, good evening, and welcome to the Chels. Here we are with Happy Andrew Saunders. How are you? Got a frog in your throat. Yeah, I have. A little bit. <laughs> do you want to do a little cough? Yeah. <laughs> Not going Theresa May on us, are you? Is that better? Have you, have you stopped being rude? I wasn't meaning to be rude. It's just you said you were talking, and I said let's get on with it. And normally it's you that has to go somewhere because you're off to the cinema or off for a, you know, stuffed sarnie or... Awards events. Yeah, awards events or something. So, you know, it's only I've got to go north, and I? It's miles. And I missed the train last week. Do you know what time I got my train last week? No. The seven o'clock, I just missed by a minute, and then the trains were delayed. I didn't get home for another But do you know whose fault that was? Yes, it Leon. was Leon's fault. Yeah, so I'm taking it out on you because I was facing you. So, Leon, you dreadful swine. I didn't get home for hours last week. Leon's our esteemed late. engineer. Yes, he was. Anyway, you don't need to know about our travel arrangements. Andy and I are joined by he who knows it all, just about everything. Yes, it's Rick Glanville. <laughs> Hello, Rick. Hello, boys. So to give you a proper title, you're the official Chelsea historian for those yes. that are newcomers to the show. But everybody knows that you've been on the show loads of yeah. times. And I'll write the pre-match briefings. Right. For every match. Do you still write books about Chelsea? Yeah, I'm writing two at the moment. Two? Yes. That's greedy. What are you writing about? Um, one is the uh, complete history of Stamford Bridge. Right. And the other is... A, an oral history of Chelsea Football Club. So just basically quotations from people who have imbo- been involved in the club uh, going back uh, as, as long as possible, just pure quotations from people, cl- uh, supporters, players, staff. He hasn't asked us to be involved yet, has he? No, he hasn't. Well, no, when I get desperate, you'll get the call. <laughs> <laughs> and I will get desperate. So uh, is, is this a, the, the complete history of... of Chelsea is that to Stanford Bridge. Stanford Bridge. Mm. So is that to go with the? Oh mate, you should see the book. stuff. It's a picture-led book. Okay. And the stuff I'm digging up. So you'll I'm love su- it then. I'm so oh, yeah. easy. I can point. Yeah, Lovely. Large print. Everything. You'll love Excellent. It. <laughs> Excellent. Even so is that to go with the speak? first volume, the no. incomplete history of Stanford Bridge? <laughs> <laughs> Finally got there. No, it kind of complements my pictorial. My was it was the thinking was the thinking behind it to do it before the new stadium was built? Was that the yeah thing? to time to time it with that? And has that kind of thrown it slightly? Not into, really, because into it, the last proper book done on the w- 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 on this topic really was the, the bridge, bridge. Yeah, I got by that. Colin Benson. Yeah, and um, it's a sort of quite a large for- format paperback. I've seen from all. Yeah. I had it in a large yeah, format. Exactly. Paperback, yeah, exactly. And it's a shame because he had access to all of our um, board minutes that were lent to him, and he never gave them back. Oh. And is he still around? Yes. Right. Tracking and has, down. And, and has he got all the paperwork, it, you're saying? He's, he no longer has them, 
They're now in the hands of someone else. Oh, but you don't know who? Yes. Oh. Oh, this is the intrigue. This is like... And bear in mind, this is like 75 years of... Chelsea history. Of, of, of Chelsea history, of meeting, club minutes of, of board meetings going back to from 1905 to 1980. So, hold on, who's got them then? I can't say. I, I'm, and it's somebody holding say. them to ransom? No, but they're just not letting me see them. Right. And I've, I, it's my opinion, I could be wrong, but that they were illegally acquired. Right. So, yeah, what is the ownership issue? You see, this is interesting. I, I know quite a bit about this kind of thing. Well, we can, t- we can take this off, off, off the grid. Later, but No, I think we should just do the whole programme on it. <laughs> Sounds like a thriller. This is what they do podcasts. But- Add some, you know, demonstrative music in there. We've got a series of six here. Well, yeah. that's it. Yeah, maybe we, let's do a, cru- a true crime thing at some yeah. stage, True crime of Chelsea. Yeah. You commit the mysteries. murder, we'll do the. So, the person the that has these, these things, you don't think they're holding on to them for commercial reasons? No. They're just being, being. They want to write their own thing? Probably not. They just like having them. Right. How odd. Ooh. Yeah. So, just... give them back, whoever you are. Give them back. Give them to Rick. Yeah. The official so, Chelsea so, historian. So where we're looking they, where, into what we can do. Where did they first appear? Were they part of the club? Were they taken from the club? Or? They were. They, remember the old setup before the, the Chelsea Village redevelopment? And if you think there, was the, there were the ivy-clad uh, offices on the yep. right as you walked in through the main yep. gate. And By the porter cabins. The, yes, exactly. Yeah. Well, one of the porter cabins was full of Chelsea... <laughs> it just always makes me cry to think about it. But it was like... Like an archive. Full... Unarchived archive. Basically, like a garden shed where someone had put, say, you know, a hundred years of their accounts. Right. And just thrown it in and just like papers, 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 and and folders and books and photographs and things like that. And anyone really could gain access to it. Right. And when Colin Benson was asked to write this book, he was, it was suggested to him, oh, there might be some useful stuff in there. You might want to root around in there. Yeah. So he found obviously the. The crown jewels, if you like. And what date are we talking about that he got these crown jewels? It's the 80s, Late eighties. Yeah. Yeah. But it's a great book. It's a really good book. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's, it's, yeah. it's not without its flaws, but obviously this, well, the one I'm doing, will be the first Yours since be then. Flawless. So, to, long answer. Like the Pink Panther diamond. <laughs> yeah, right. Um, long answer, but give you the short version now. Um, it doesn't matter whether we move, whether we move out or whether we re- regenerate the stadium. We need to have an updated version of yeah. Stamford Bridge to take in everything. Well, a much better, um, frankly, a much better version of that with much more interesting stuff and a proper story because there are lots of mistakes in there. And it, of course, mistakes. I presume it, it doesn't take in the whole kind of Viali era redevelopment no, and Abramovich and all that stuff. Chelsea, all the Chelsea Village stuff and yeah, no. and um, all the stuff. I've got we some now stories about more. that. Well, and, uh, absolutely. Oh, you just want to get in the book? No, no I have. I've, I've, I've got some, I've got, I've got, I've got some very that. interesting conversations with Ken Bates that I had around that time mm. about uh, investment. Uh, and, uh, and all that kind of stuff, because obviously I was working with some very rich people at the time, and he, well, I remember. He, was, he was looking to, yes. you know, to bring some people in to, to, you know, to prop up his, I remember, you know, slightly wobbly venture. Yeah, he went round to everybody, didn't he? It was kind of like bizarre. But you actually had conversations with him, didn't you? We should actually mention that is—is is it anniversary to when, when was? No, when did the you website? The, yes, the website. So the website but, was uh, website anniversary was two years ago. Twenty years ago. I'm sorry. Uh, the 20th anniversary was two years ago. Yeah, yes. Yeah. 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 But you were mentioning about doing the first Radio Chelsea broadcast, weren't you? Today? Yes, Twitter. absolutely. I was. Um, it just occurred to me because I came across a, a load of old emails from people because mm. when the when, when the website launched, they also launched Radio Chelsea, which was a joint venture with Planet 24, which was Bob Geldof's company. And who was the Alex? Alex Connick, yeah. who's now a very successful um, media person. Yeah. Um, and they they came in knowing nothing about football, but knowing mm. a little bit about radio. And mm. they'd come in and said, "We will uh, do this." And a guy called Chris Manson, who was the yes. marketing director at the time, at Chelsea. Yeah. You know, uh, I knew vaguely and he said to me what, what do we these people know nothing about football what should we do and I said well what are we going to do about commentary and they said right that's a good idea who can do that and I and I jokingly went I'll do it and they went brilliant and literally that Saturday I was doing the commentary with uh, David Lee 
yes. former former uh, centre back at Chelsea. Yeah. Uh, on the Chelsea Man United game, when Gianfranco Zola Brilliant. took the ball from the from the byline and scored that wonderful goal, I think he finished in the draw. Beckham yeah. scored the equaliser. But I did that, and I did it for a fair amount of years. But mm. that was the same day that they launched the official Chelsea website. It was the same day, and it was all sort of coincided. And it was I just brought a massive nostalgia rush back. Didn't but, Andy Jacobs do a show on it as well? Yeah, Andy Jacobs did. Uh, Suggs had a show. Yeah, uh, Barbara Sharon had a when he show. turned up. Suggs very, very drunk. <laughs> Yeah, very, very drunk. Barbara uh, Sharon, who worked at Warner Bournes, Brothers. Yeah, and that was a very successful publicist. Yeah. Uh, yeah. She's, she had a, a show called Born in the Blue Essay. And, um, you know, I, I ended up doing years with Tommy Langley. Me and Tommy Langley, was my, yeah. he was my co-commentator. Kerry, you did, a, you did one I with did, me. I did quite a lot. We did a couple, I think. No, no, I got about, I found all the tapes the other day did of you? all the games. Yeah, I did about eight or nine of them with you. Did you? Yeah. Blimey. Yeah, because I was really that good. Yeah, okay. <laughs> anyway, I remember the Leicester you game. Kept, you kept tripping up Tommy on the, on the way to the ground, so he'd get injured. There you go. And then he'd call me up. And, and then, then you, of course, were the, were, the, were the pipe. You were the pipe, weren't you? Yes. <laughs> well, when we knew... You were, the technical, about, you were te- the technical infrastructure. Well, I, obviously, I'd been working for Chelsea's publications and was involved, you know, Chris Manson, I, I knew, and... I'd been do- working at He became a, like a multi, multi millionaire. Did he? He ended, really? up, he, he, mem- he ended up buying uh, Price Drop TV, and I think oh, he, had, yeah, um, yeah. he had a couple of golf courses, and he ended up being this hugely. And he was the marketing guy, actually. Yeah, he was, yeah. The other guy that was there was um, Paul Hawksby. Who yes, was, who was now on Talk He was, media. He, he was yeah. the media. He, he came in as the uh, comms person. Yeah. Yeah, and he there's also a, the other. He had a difficult time, Paul. Uh, I know. Yeah, <laughs> it's funny, so, isn't it? Because then I ended he's up. He's a Spurs do, fan. Yes, and I ended up doing a, he a very year well, of uh, Chelsea TV with Jonathan Kidd. You did, That's which right. was kind of interesting. There you go. We who, to that for check a year. Us out. Who also? What did? What else did Jonathan Kidd do? Lots of voiceovers for anybody who'd have his voice. No, Pipkins related. Pipkins. Well, Pipkins. connected. <laughs> he was the first Stanford. No, that's right. He was. I never knew that. Brilliant. <laughs> oh, you yes. see, now there's a point. Um, now, my thing is, do you not think that Stamford's hair is wrong these days? No, I think it's for the kids and, you know, <laughs> you're not the target market, Kerry. Let's be honest, you're not the demographic. <laughs> I think I am. <laughs> no, but, by the way, Kerry, I like the way you do your hair, so don't, you know. Thank you, thank you. Well, I suppose we, we should actually get on to a bit of yeah. football after this nostalgic trip and everyone's going, what is going on here? Uh, let's actually just go back to next, last, next, let's go back to next week yeah. when we're further ahead All than right, we Marty were. Marty McFly. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> Dinamo Kiev. Mm. Europa League. Yeah, so last Thursday um, at the bridge, round of 16, David Zapacosta starting his first game for two months. Uh, Olivier Giroud made his 50th Chelsea appearance. David Luiz, captain of Chelsea for the, the first, first time. time. Yeah. Uh, Keppering goals, Zapacosta, Christensen, David Luiz and Alonso along the back. Uh, Barkley, Jorginho and Kovacic with William and Pedro flanking Giroud. So, um, you know, let's be honest, Dinamo Kiev, I mean, a team with a storied history have become a bit of a pub team, you know, recently. I just yeah. thought they were very, very poor. One of the poorest teams we've played this year. Their coach was asked afterwards, um, was it experience or skill uh, that uh, proved the difference for Chelsea? And he said, both. <laughs> he, and their um, Bujalski, um, one, of their, one of their forwards, he was quite lively. But he also said, we were given a football lesson. Yeah. And if you talk to people uh, who are connected to Dinamo they're all saying it was a bit of a shock that they they expected to lose but 3-0 they think is really difficult and, well, I, and I think actually, that was flattering yeah to that them, was frankly. flattering I mean it should have been but we, we made hard work of it to be honest didn't we the... Pedro made hard work of it I mean yeah. he, I thought he played very well but I mean God, how many shots did he have <laughs> we, how this problem of inefficiency every time I've come on this season probably last season as well We've discussed this, haven't we, that if you don't put your chances away, you're struggling. Well, the thing is, with this game, we scored three and we're profligate with probably another 15. You know, yeah. you don't, as we've seen in the biggest games, you may only get one or two chances. Absolutely. And if you don't bury him, I mean, we'll talk Wolves about this. Another, you know, we'll get to that. Yeah. But that's I, I, an absolute... Eight, eight shots in target we had in the Kiev game, yeah. you know, which by our standards is is a lot. You know, yeah, we're sort of we're sort of averaging, ones, didn't he? Actually, I yeah. Mean, well, he did. You know, yeah. made a couple of decent yeah. saves off of Pedro. Um, and you know, to be fair, I mean, Pedro hit the target. It wasn't, you know, but there were other opportunities as well. And mm. I just felt that, as you say, just the ruthlessness in front of goal mm. is is lacking a little. Brilliant bit. free kick from William. Fantastic. And yeah, well, that, 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 that
the same team in the Champions League four years ago. And UEFA put up on a video on their website saying spot the difference you know mm. i mean actually it was much more accurate it was top bins wasn't it the yeah, one yeah yeah on thursday whereas the other one was a bit of a bad goalkeeping and of course you know william used to play for shakhtar donetsk so yeah, you know there against, is a scored twice against us when he was playing for shakhtar so there's a little I think bit, that's a little bit bought of, him just about we decided yeah. that well well we always buy anyone who scores twice against us get bought, gets Rob, bought. robert robert Fleck. Fleck. Yeah. 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 robert Fleck. Yeah. Yeah. goldbeck <laughs> <laughs> didn't didn't Salah score twice? He did. Home and away. Yeah. Yeah. For Basel. So there you go. Yeah, there you go. So if you want a job at Chelsea, score twice. <laughs> yeah. But you know, we had some uh, uh, ridiculous. We had, well against Wolves as well. We had high percentage possession. Uh, possession. Sixty percent against Dinamo. Yeah, which you know, um, it I, doesn't I, mean much in the modern way though, because no. teams now see possession so happily mm. when they're playing a certain type of game that actually in the old days possession would mean you've outplayed a side now teams are quite happy to line up well I guess but you know yeah, I mean Wolves Wolves was very strategic yeah. Wolves was very strategic and we'll come on and talk about Wolves mm. and how well they did in that strategy yeah. what do you think the possession we had the possession we had against Wolves was Oh, I know what it was. What was? 76. 76%. You know, yeah. and that was strategic from their point yeah. of view. And they almost played the perfect game. The 60% against Dinamo. Dinamo tried to play football against us. They just kept this giving was, the ball away. They yeah. did. I mean... They tried to play out of defence, you know, under, which was I've got dumb. to say, under pressure. Yeah. But I think they just found the technical level to... It was quite a golf, I think. They, they were quite intimidated by it. Yeah. I think they gave us too much respect after the first... 10 minutes or so it was like they were thinking oh my god this is yeah. completely different the pace that we were pinging it around uh, they they really struggled with that but they didn't have their they had the best player Benjamin uh, Verbich was suspended yeah uh, he's going to be back on Thursday they will they will be more of a threat I think I, I've been talking to someone over there he reckons there's going to be a 65,000 crowd which will be up there in their among their all time best at this stadium it will I think it'll be a big atmosphere and you know we'll um, I'm really pleased I thought if we went when it was 1-0 you're thinking well it's a lead but it's quite slender to take away Mm. three should be the comfort zone we get one goal they have to get five basically just going back to William a little bit you know he's since his Chelsea debut in 2013 William scored 11 direct free kicks in all competitions more than any other Premier League player he's also been directly involved in a joint high eight goals in the Europa League this season scoring three and assisting five um, which is level with Sebastian Haller and Munas Tabua whoever they are well there you go I've been trying to I've been trying to get sorry Kerry I was just going to say while we're talking about these records I've been trying to find out about uh, Callum Hudson-Odoi and his goal-scoring record as an 18-year-old. Right. I mean, you know, that's his third goal and he was involved, he's been involved in another... He's been directly involved in seven goals in his past seven games in all yeah. competitions for Chelsea at Stamford Bridge, four goals, three assists. But I'm thinking the Europa League... You know, nice how many, one, how Andy. Many... That was good. You pulled it out from nowhere. <laughs> I mean, you have it to say. Normally, I'll give you a slagging for your stats, but that... Seamless. It was like if only we couldn't hear the paper go. Yeah, I know. I was going to say, just you know. Have you made notes, Kerry? No, because I let you do them and I crib yours. I'll nick one of your facts later. (laughs) But uh, I'm talking about in the Europa League, right? Like an 18-year-old, three goals. Uh, plus setting up another. It can't be that many teenagers that have done that. I, I'm going to sound a bit like Maurizio Sarri and, oh, he's doing so well for an 18-year-old. There aren't many that... But there is a fact, you know, three goals. I don't yeah. think... Uh, I know it's Champions League, but Messi, did he... How many did he get at 18? See, he's better than Messi already. That's See, what you there you go. You That's what I'll get accused of saying. Yeah. Are you saying it? No, well, I'm not. Yeah, because... The, 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 the Hudson-Odoi stat is a little bit like the possession stat. It doesn't really mean anything because he's come on with 10 minutes to go and against an exhausted pub team team you know and tap one in it's um i, I don't know what you can tell from that really i mean a, a, a sort of a, a more accurate reflection was the wolves game when he came on and we'll as again come on and talk about Callum hustle i don't want people to think i'm down on, on him at all i'm not but i just think the adulation is a little bit a, a little bit premature, premature. yeah yeah i'd agree true. with you if he hadn't scored three that's my point anyone but, can get one goal in europa league against inferior opposition but to get three he's he's Something yeah. you, you know, he's coming on against a team that's been run ragged, you yeah. know, with 10 minutes to go yeah. and, and but, tapped it in. It, I, I just don't think that that's overly impressive. No, but well, you, 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 well, I think that's a little unfair because when you look at the, the rest of the chances created by the rest of the team earlier. during these games and earlier, they're not taking them. At least he's coming on, and I, I, I think exactly. the thing that's 
a little different about Hudson Odoi, which I'm starting to notice. All his shots, he tries to take really early. Yes. And, and that was yeah. the key to yeah. that one. I, I, okay, I, well, if you said it... I have said it many well, times. there we go. But, yeah. Um, uh, yeah, and you're right, because he does hit the ball a lot a lot earlier than, say, Ross Barkley does. Yeah. You know, and I think Ross Barkley's dwelling on the ball is an issue. We're, we're, we're all like, you look at our statistics for blocked shots, they're just ridiculous. Yeah. We get far too many shots blocked compared to a, it's we're too a slow. other teams. Mm. Exactly. We... It's partly that, but it's also that we're picking the wrong moment from, to shoot. Yeah, we we either you know the, the, where the shot's taken is it's too crowded, or that it's the wrong person doing it. You know, we're not getting behind teams. We're not having clear strikes on goal. That's why they're being blocked. Yeah, no, I would agree. The, the other thing I'd say, just on the William point, pretty much I can't think of a naff free kick that he's taking. They usually are perlers, aren't they? He, there is something about the way he takes them. Earlier in the season, he wasn't quite so hot. No, but thing. when he scores, yes. they're usually yeah. beautiful free kicks. Yeah. Very if, they're in, if they're in the right position, yeah. which is slightly exactly. in There's from the sweet spot, edge of the 18-yard yeah. box, yeah. 25 yards not out. Not too close. Not too close. You know? that, One I mean. person that hasn't really delivered free kick-wise is Luis, and we keep giving yeah. him free kicks, yeah. and they just keep hammering into the wall. Yeah. You know, and I think that... You know, one person we haven't seen take a lot of free kicks this year who's really good at them is Alonso. Yeah. You know, we haven't seen a lot from him ah, this year. Well, okay, so that leads me on to my point is that Alonso has become Thursday's full back, hasn't he? <laughs> he really has. Yeah. You know, it's yeah. uh, it's interesting. Emerson There's seems been a switch. there yeah. has been a switch. Yeah. Um, how do you feel about that? Is this overdue? Is it the right time to do Personally, it? Personally, I think it's war- it's merited. Um, I do wonder about the uh, the argument that the coach put forward about height, the disparity between Alonso, six foot two, and Emerson, who's five eleven or something like that. Um, when I personally, I would be looking at Loftus Cheek in the left uh, midfield position, and you've got Kovacic, who's much shorter. Mm. So I don't think you're, alo- don't think you're team, alone in that in that RLC yeah, thing at you all. You know, it's um, so I. I I think that's. I think uh, that he should be playing, and and he's right that Alonso is getting that run out and against those teams, and we should be seeing more of his free kicks. No, but from I mean, that side, Emerson has become the number one choice at left back. Yes, and, and that's that seems to. I don't just think that's permanent. I, I think I that I, th- is, I don't think it is, and I, I think that he's having a look at him and he's giving him a run of games, and I think that that's a healthy competition for places. I think Which he hasn't done. He hasn't, you know, and I think it's a it's a real step in the right direction. It's, that he's, it's becoming a meritocracy. You know? And it, it, I think it, I think most people would see that he provides more zip. He's got better recovery pace. Whether he's positioning is as good. I don't know. I mean, I, I think Alonso's positioning, positional sense, uh, has, but markedly deteriorated this season I and think his, he's caught out an awful lot as well. I think he's been yeah. very slow yeah. and his crossing hasn't been great no. you know and Emerson has got a great cross yeah, he has. you know and I think and also his second I know we're coming on to Wolves in a bit but the second half of uh, Wolves he was skipping past players and it's almost like he'd had the handbrake taken off isn't absolutely it? Yeah. clearly a word had been yeah. said at half time I would have thought but uh, yeah okay well I mean the other person I think we should talk about a bit as well is um Loftus-Cheek, you mentioned him, and he's coming on, doing jobs, looking good. Sarri's come out and said he can't play 90 minutes yet. Yeah, is another the, week, this is the big concern about him. He shows such great skill. Yeah. That he was always something. your, back in the day, years yeah. ago, that was always your criticism. He, did, he couldn't do 90 minutes. Yeah, but for different, I, th- I think the reason that they're talking about it now is a specific injury in the yeah. back, a nagging back uh, problem that he has. Mine was more of a kind of stamina because I felt that possibly he was uh, in his physical development, yeah. Yeah. things were, you know, the things well, he's were still not growing. In place. Exactly. Yeah. No, I, I d- wasn't blaming him. I was yeah. just saying it's like as his physical de- development was still happening, he didn't see, appear to have the stamina that was required to play for ninety minutes. But I think at Crystal Palace, he did prove that 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 he'd shed mm. that, if you like. And I think a, f- a fully fit. Loftus Cheek has become our best option in that position. He, he came on in, on sixty-two minutes, replacing Barkley in Kiev, and he came on in fifty-six minutes, replacing Kovacic in uh, the Wolves game. So, mm. you know, clearly been given more of a run out in recent weeks, isn't he? Than than the kind of ten minutes he was getting before that. It's the, you know what I think is where he really makes a difference is that 
you notice that when teams are, uh, play that low block against us and it's a bank, two banks uh, of four or five, it's very difficult. And we end up, as a team, playing with our backs to their goal. Yeah. We receive the, the ball and we get kicked from behind and all this sort of stuff. And the, the trick that he, or several tricks that he has that are really effective are when he receives the ball, he's quickly able to turn and uh, convert. Pivot, yeah, yes, yeah. he is. He's, that's a really good skill. Yeah. And he's got several different techniques to mm. enable that. And We saw it in the, man, in the Man City Carabao Cup final, that moment of magic on the halfway Fantastic. line where he yeah. just pivoted and sent him, didn't he? It was brilliant. Yeah. Yeah. And, and it, it, you know, he's, uh, he's clearly, uh, the more he plays, the more likely he is to be able to do that kind of thing. Mm. But we don't have people that break between the lines like that no. enough. Yeah, and, yeah. And, and he does that other thing that he invites challenges and gets mm. fouled because yeah. people think he's a big lad, he's going yeah. to be lumbering, but he's got quick feet and he's gone past so and skillful. gets the foul. I mean, he's, he's, one of the, he's one of the most skillful players in our team. Mm. Really is. He's what do right you think of the there. two players that do that, that commit mm. players? It's him and Hazard, isn't it? Yeah, you know, it is. You know, that's, that's pretty good company to be yeah. in. So do we think that actually... Once he can play 90 minutes, what Sarri is saying is he's going to start walking into that side as a first pick all the time. Oh, what do you think he sees in Kovacic? I mean, I don't have a problem with Kovacic. I think he's a nice, tidy, technical player. Tidy that, is that, the word. That can do a really, you know, uh, you know, sort of disciplined job in midfield. He's like a robot of, cleaner. Yeah, he is. He totally is. He doesn't excite <laughs> anybody. He's never going to score a goal. He's never probably going to assist a goal. You know, but he's going to tidy things up and just, just be a kind of robot, as you say, a soldier in that midfield. Do you, think that's, midfield. do you think that's what he sees in him? You, is this something we're not seeing that he sees in him? No, I think, um, I think he sees... Uh, positional discipline. Yeah, um, I think that uh, he sees that he spots danger and he's got he's got pace to get back and uh, recover. So there there are defensive assets that he has that maybe some of the others. Um, I, I think that's why Barkley's playing as well. To be honest, I think that Barkley um, possibly to the detriment of his own performance. He's very disciplined. Uh, he's not as dynamic as. Perhaps he was when he used to play for Everton, and 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 as perhaps he still could be. If you notice, he's very tentative, and he's sort of always looking around. Too many Am touches. I in the right position? It looks everything looks a bit overthought for yeah. me with him at the moment. You you want to take the. Uh, the thinking away yeah and to kind of clear his mind it so doesn't that he can... strike me as an intelligent player but you don't need to be uh, but I mean kind of footballing intellect. intelligence yeah yeah, you yeah know, that's I what think I mean. that's the thing but reading the game but he needs you know. the kind of blinkers and the nose bag and everything taken off get, get rid of the noise and just say mate go out but and isn't play that, that's always but he can't be the... play in that you can't do that in that position that's what I'm going to say in a three man midfield you've got to be disciplined you I mean, if you put four or five why, in there that's why Kovacic you, and him playing as they are yeah. in that, that position. Because so do we need an, a, a player that can combine both those things? Well, I think Loftus-Cheek. Yeah, 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 yeah. Ruben, isn't it, all day long? And, yeah. and the, the problem is, you would say, that that midfield on, on, in those two positions, Jorginho and Kovacic, have just been very static. They stay in certain parts of the field, they do certain jobs, they pass the ball in certain ways. It's very rare you see Kovacic break into the box, go between the lines... Because then they've been told not to. I'm sure he could, mm. but they've been told not Whether to. Whether they're told not to, uh, uh, which I doubt, to be honest, okay. I think it's more likely that... No, you wouldn't tell someone not to score no. a goal. I've, I, think, I think what's happened is that he's learned that in difficult matches, he gets caught out if he goes too far forward. Or, yeah, he's worried you know, about, about being out I of think, position. I yeah. think he's limiting him. I think and he's only got themselves. a certain amount of pace. He's not quick at getting no. back. But I, I think... You know, it drives me wild, people going on at uh, Jorginho. Look, he, sometimes he doesn't look like he's playing a good game. But I've watched him make two uh, great... he make a great challenge, a good layoff, and then 10 seconds later, he'll try another brave pass and it won't come off. And you hear, oh... He was... Think, so, he was he, he, are you not watching what he did... He's a, it's like he does three good things and one bad, well, he gets and the then bo- everyone goes mad. But he gets at him. the ball a lot, so therefore, percentage-wise, yeah. he's going to make mistakes. You know, I, look, I don't think he's the finished article. I think he's not being best served with the players around him at the That's moment. That's the key thing. You know, but that I think, is the key. I, thing. I think he's a good player. He came off after seventy-two minutes for William, and he was roundly, sarcastically jeered. You know, and yet Callum Hudson-Odoi Do- comes on mm. and you know gives the ball away three times and he serves three touches, and nobody says a thing. And I just think, look, if you're a Chelsea fan, support the Chelsea 
Chelsea players. Don't mm. choose the ones that you that you no, want to th- you know thrust all your kind of faith and ambition in. Yeah, you know, I just find it. I just find this binary good bad thing yeah. ludicrous. It's a joke. It is a joke. I, I agree, and it, it's one of the most frustrating parts of this season is that I think these sort of voices have become very polarised in who they start attacking. And, and it's kind of like school bullies at school. They move from one yeah. kid to another kid and they keep on going, right, we've had enough. You know, I mean, you think of the stick Gary Cahill has yes. got. Oh, William you know, at times. William, you know, yeah. you know, you know I mean, uh, they've Matic through, at times. Matic, but yeah. I think, don't you think that there's an element of Jorginho, he's, it's like booing Sari by proxy. So people is, that don't yeah. like Sari get at the head boy as yeah. they see him. Uh, but the point is, and I think Sari's perfectly right to say this, uh, Jorginho is only as good the way he plays with as the people around him. Mm. And often people don't make themselves available. He's he constantly throwing his arms out. Uh, uh, where am I where supposed are to you? pass? Where am I supposed where to are you? Yeah. you know? yeah. And there's a lot of... Oh, it's a terrible thing to say, but I think there's a lot of hiding that's going on on a, on a pitch at times. How are you? How are you on the forward <laughs> issue? How are you on that? Because I know you you attack. In the nineties, when people used to do that, I used to shout out forward in all directions. That was my thing that I used to stand up and shout out forward in all directions. You're this so is deep. stupid. <laughs> It's quite Shakespearean, the way it is. It's, it's, because what people, people can't see is it, you raising your fist to yeah, the skies. I felt, exactly. yes, I'll march with You've you anywhere, inspired. sir. It was like a Soviet propaganda poster. That's, that the, that's the point. That's great. But it was uh, a, the the chaos. You know, that's what I, that was what I was trying to uh, uh, imply. That people were just saying forward is just kind of a blunt yeah. instrument. Where you know, forward in all directions to me. Meant how stupid it would be. You need loads of balls and everyone going forward, I and know, you know, know. and. You might as well shout, kick the ball. Anything, yeah. you know. I mean, it's just like... Run just faster. Nonsense. Run yeah. faster. Do something. Score a bloody goal. Oh, stop the goal. You know, it's all these... <laughs> stop, kind of dis- stop disappointing me. <laughs> yeah. That's, That's pretty much what it is. Yes. <laughs> the Chels is backed for the season by Ladbrokes. Should we talk about Wolves? Yeah, let's because do it. I think, I think the, the forward thing came to the fore, didn't it, in the Wolves game? Oh. Just have a look at the team. Back into the team came Cesar Aspilicueta, uh, back into the captaincy. Tony Rudiger, Emerson, Kante, Gonzalo Higuain and Hazard uh, with David Luiz and Matteo Kovacic, the only two players in the eleven who didn't start in last weekend's win at Fulham. Uh, so Kepa, Aspi, Christensen, Rudiger, Emerson at the back, Kante, Jorginho, Kovacic, uh, Pedro and Hazard either side of Higuain. And from the start, the Wolverhampton Wanderers' tactics were pretty clear, weren't they? Amazing, really. I was quite surprised that uh, Nuno Santo did that, but he clearly worked out that Jimenez was likely to have an opportunity, which which, uh, he did. Sorry, didn't Luis start? It wasn't Christian. Did you say? No, it was Christian. Christian. Sorry, yes, you're right. Absolutely right. Sorry, terribly sorry. But I I think that... um, He'd clearly worked out that you can easily frustrate us and we tend to fall back into... It's almost like by attacking by numbers. We're very predictable. And uh, once he's seen the team, I think he thought, this is going to work, fellas. We'll, we'll have a chance. If we take it, we get three points. If we don't, we'll just get one point. Mm. Uh, and it works. And I, I know that Sorry said afterwards, what was it... Um, I don't think he meant to say they weren't organised or he wasn't impressed with their organisation because he said they didn't even attempt to attack. He meant ambition, I think, didn't he? Well, I think he meant that uh, uh, that it was, yeah, I I think that, yeah, ambition, kind of, yeah. yeah. They they were happy to just... Their approach, yeah, it was was sort of like they didn't offer any endeavour or anything like that. It was... was, They just sat back and they just filled... Uh, filled all the gaps. I mean, I, I sit side on, and so mm. you know it was quite easy to, to see there, particularly in the in the first half when they're attacking towards the Matthew Harding stand. Um, it was easy to see that there were four at the back, and as soon as the ball came anywhere near the two holding midfielders Just dropped in, back, yeah. six at the back, yeah. and whenever the ball was in our area, eight players yeah. plus the goalkeeper in our area, yeah. and people are still shouting forward. Oh, Do you know? I, what know. I mean, it's I it was you know in games like that, the strategy has got to be patience. It has to be mm. patience, and I know that's water torture to watch, mm. and I found it. In 
incredibly frustrating to watch mm. myself. I'm not saying that I'm enjoying this football at the moment. Mm. But if teams are going to do that against us, there's no point either no. lumping it forward no. or trying to bang it down the wings or, or to try and turn and run at people because you'll just run into traffic. Mm. And I think actually what was what was interesting is the way we were trying to do that. And, and some, you know... Water buffalo behind me, just mooing forward every five minutes, oh. isn't going to help anything. No. No, you know, it's, the, it's 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 ludicrous. I think you've just got to look at the game situation. The crowd was really quiet. I don't know whether it, it has was, been for recent. Uh, I mean, apart from the Spurs game, where, yeah. where which was a night game. Yeah. I mean, it has been really quiet. I don't think it's been as bad as it was. Uh, uh, where do you sit in the Matthew Hunting Upper? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, mm. where I am. I mean, obviously it's it's the West End Low, so it's quiet anyway. But I got a real sense that it was really quiet for the yeah, last few it, minutes. Yeah, it was quiet in Matthew Harding Lower. It was just purely frustration coming out yeah. and forwards attack all those sort but of yeah, things but but the thing that I, th- I find that I think that's something that uh, as a support we have to look at is that this was an occasion where if we had taken three points as it turned out we would have gone into fourth place um I'd, well no we would have been uh, fifth behind Arsenal with a game in hand. Yeah, we would have been no, actually one point behind them, wouldn't we? Or something. Well, anyway, we would have been closer than we are now. Yeah, and um, and but, there wasn't any sense that the fans wanted that to happen. Kind of um, in uh, or, or were prepared to make it happen against all odds. Yeah, you know, I, me and my son Ollie were sitting there saying, "Oh, come on, just." In off your ass, anything, get yeah, a goal. You just you know. want to shank it, anything. I mean, yeah. at one point, our formation was one nine. Yeah, that was yeah. it. You know, and that that's that was the truth of it. You couldn't have done more. And and what people don't understand is Chelsea stuck at it to the last. That's why we cough. scored. <clears throat> that's why we scored in the ninety third minute. You know, I mean, it is kind of patience. We just kept at it, but and then one at, moment. When he, you, when he coughed at, then, I don't think you needed to hold his balls well, in Well, I just, you know, I mean, it's always, I just give him a little health check while we're at it. Um, I think uh, if you look at the goal as well, it it came from a forwards pass. It was David Luiz doing his usual pinging the ball out towards Pedro. It got broken up, in, in you know, the, and it got intercepted. It got moved mm. into midfield. A couple of lucky bounces for Jimenez. I thought Azpilicueta almost pulled off a brilliant tackle. It, it was kind of lucky, but exactly the kind of sucker punch they'd planned for. Exactly what they planned for. They said they almost played the perfect game, Wolves. Mm. I don't think we can criticise them for that. You no, know, they came... I, you know, I think I'd like to see Sarri do a little bit more of that. Well, play according to the team you're playing. I mean, I know it's uh, uh, after the event, but I wonder whether um, Olivier Giroud would have been a better option as a striker in that game. I know he played Higuain on Thursday. had no idea what was going <laughs> no, on. No, I think him. it was a... It, kind of passed him by a lot of it he um i don't well, think he was sharp find any space ball. you know and he's, a, no, he's but a, even when the ball came to him it was like he he, he yeah. appeared to need a little bit more time yeah but i'm thinking you know when teams play like that Giroud is a good option because not only is he good at with, with close control as we saw uh, the other night on thursday yeah. lovely little ball through yeah, fantastic, fantastic. Yeah. nuts uh, but also he they've got three big Bostinians, haven't they at the back uh, west um, uh, wolves and I think he offers the opportunity that when they were when they actually stepped up, he can flick the ball on. We've got nippy wingers and Azard and people like that that could go on to it. So there are two options. I know that's, we don't want to see that kind of football, but it's about winning the game. I, I agree. I think the problem we had was so many orange shirts in the box. You know, that's not going to suit Iguain, who's a box predator. Yeah. You know, who, who we know we saw against Fulham. If he can find half a yard of space, he can you know hit the target twice. You know, score one of the goals. I think uh, Giroud in that situation probably would have been outnumbered if he was mm. doing it with three three centre backs. Yeah. Um, you know, is he got the pace to pivot like? not really no. I don't know you know we're not would you have be... gone false nine <sighs> possibly we were, we were thinking possibly. that possibly that, yeah. that could have been the perfect kind of game for that yeah. I mean what's also interesting is we, we tried options and things weren't working system and change we, yeah exactly well you, you know but <laughs> we, we, we'll be careful with words <laughs> like that um, but we brought on Hudson Adoy which again caused one of those hideous, hideous moments which unfortunately stay with you. We- Came on for Pedro after 61 minutes. Yeah. Got almost half an hour in that game. Yeah. yeah, and everyone was cheering him on and Jorginho had come off and everyone had, uh, you know, shown their distaste for Jorginho. Yeah. Everyone go, oh, Callum hudson Doy, he'll do it now. Within about the first three minutes, he'd, he'd given the ball away three or four times. Mm. And it was really interesting seeing people react and 
you know, in the end, starting to shout abuse at Hudson Adoy, mm-hmm. the person that can do no wrong. He's an 18 year old kid. Yeah. You know, and I, I think we talked about this last week. The fact is, you want to see him when you're one down chasing a game as opposed to when you're two nil up and everything's cozy. That's my point. How about does he about react? Let, let's see what he does in those games. Now, he's he an 18. 18- wasn't helped by the players around him, though, at all. Like nobody, no, nobody was helped nobody by any was. players around yeah. them. You know, and yeah. I think that's the problem, is that as a team, we looked a little bit constipated. Mm-hmm. And I think that hudson Adoy, I have no problem with. He's 18, he's going to make mistakes. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's absolutely fine. Of course mm-hmm. it is. I mean, you'd be stupid to say, why aren't you the finished product? That's mm-hmm. the whole point about being an 18-year-old mm-hmm. player. But mm-hmm. my problem is with the double standards of people oh, yeah. applying, you know, certain rules to Jorginho, yeah. to William, to other senior yeah. players that they don't apply to Having favourites. If you come on in the first team for Chelsea Football Club, presumably you are good enough to play in the first team so therefore the same applies to you as applies to every single player now by all means give him a little bit of room and a little bit of uh, of flexibility because he's 18 but the point is if you're going to take a first teamer's place you need to be good enough that's my view on it that's my view on it are you trying to say he should be treated the same so coat him immediately I think all (laughs) Chelsea players wearing a every Chelsea player wearing a Chelsea shirt should be supported by Chelsea supporters because the clue is in the name supporters I've said it a million times it is about a million it it, it is my thing to say that and I I find the constant barracking of our own players you know the constant coating off of our players and jeers of players absolutely disgraceful and an embarrassment to the club yeah I agree I mean at the end of the day you know it, it was a tough game that I walked out of that ground going Somehow, by perseverance alone, we found a goal. And there has to be a lesson learned in that. You're not just going to, just because it's Wolves and you think, oh, well, they was never a great goal as well. Let's oh, it was. It was a beautiful, it was one of those sparkling Show gems. some adoration for yeah. that classic. 50th Premier League goal at Stamford Bridge for Chelsea. Yeah. There you go. Right. Becoming was... the third player to do so for the club in the competition after. 50th goal. In the Premier League at Stamford Bridge. After Didier? Yes, and... Oh, uh, uh, your turn, Rick. I've got one. Frank Lampard. Obviously. Obviously. Well, I wanted to let Rick, the historian, <laughs> come out with a historical fact. And only only Cesc Fabricas has assisted more Premier League goals for Chelsea's uh, Eden Hazard than William, by the way. You yeah. Know, William, William's assisted five for Hazard. It was only mm. Cesc has, I think, assisted six. So, you know, I mean, you've got to give William some credit as well. He didn't stop running for the, you know, for the time that he came on, so... So, all in all... But what I was going to say about it, as a brilliant moment, but walking out, it didn't feel... I didn't feel the euphoria you sometimes do from a, a late, late equaliser because it was... Yeah, because it was Wolves, even though they beat Tottenham 3-1 at, at Wembley. Are we right but, to have this sense of entitlement, Rick, as, a, as Chelsea fans? Are we right no, to assume no, that not, we're going to be beating Leicester stop. and Wolves and Newcastle? But you can't stop what you feel. I know. It I, just I, I, is. You know, and it's. I always say, you know, if you're watching, say we were uh, Man United Arsenal afterwards, and say we weren't actually involved in anything near them, and you were thinking, oh, and it, they were going for the title or something. Oh, it's better Liverpool and uh, and and Tottenham maybe, and you were thinking, oh God, I don't know what my heart is telling me here. And then when the first goal goes in, your heart tells you. You know, it gives you the truth about what you're really thinking yeah. because your brain can't process it. And I think that was what I felt about the game on when that equaliser went in. I was thinking, my heart was saying, yeah, it's, it's all right. <laughs> but my brain was going, that's really good. At least it's a point. And, and Tottenham lost. But my heart is saying... Oh, it's, I, it's only I was a point. very deflated walking up the Fulham Road afterwards. I have to say, I'm mean, yeah. delighted that we didn't lose. But you, you had no mates at that game, did you? No, I was literally on my own. It was kind of the bizarrest time that I had at football. So you couldn't yeah. even moan. No, I couldn't even moan. And you know, two didn't you just Glasgow pick on Ra- anyone on the staircase? Well, no, two Glasgow out. Rangers suddenly found themselves in there next to me, chatting for the first half, and then they went for a beer and was never seen again. So, <laughs> so did they go to yeah. the wrong game? Nice. <laughs> No stereotyping. No, I'm just saying it's actually the truth. It is actually the truth. So anyway, um, they did go for a beer and they said, we'll be back in a minute, mate. 
It's, and they it, never were. It was a disappointing yeah. game. I mean, it was a really frustrating game to watch. You know, I have a, I have a, you know, sort of slightly, you know, mithering admiration for Wolves and the way they set themselves out. And when I, I think say, he's a good coach, I, I think he is. And, and what I meant about Sarri was that not so much that he should put eight men behind the ball. I think he should ever do that. But I, I think that he adapted his game to the team that he was playing, yeah, yeah. as opposed to when I have a style, I'm going to play it no matter mm. what the team is. Mm. I like this about this coach is that he'll play attacking cavalier football one mm. week and he'll play you know absolutely you know sort of defensively led football the next I, I kind of like coaches like that how did yeah. you think uh sorry's uh tactical switch to 4-2-3-1 or 4-2-4 it, well, it wasn't it me. was 1-9 <laughs> really you know, <laughs> but, you know. well yeah. I, I like the fact it's that he made his things. substitutions earlier for once and that you know he made you know Hudson Doy came after 61 Loftus-Cheek mm. came after 56 William came after 72 I mean a little bit earlier he's trying to affect the game mm. a little bit more I he's thought thinking- we lost I, I, th- I think uh, and Golo Kante has now become so essential to us on the right yeah. and I think we lost a lot of him dropping back yeah. it's interesting isn't it after all the months of everyone moaning he has now in the last six seven weeks seemed to have evolved into a player that just mm-hmm. gallops and terrorises yeah and he's a hybrid he's a hybrid sort of four uh, four to eight player now he, yeah. he can do it he can play anywhere around that it's amazing and I, I, I think that Pegging him back there as a defensive as as a defensive a midfielder, I'd, I just oh, don't I'm think totally it's right for him. And, and again, that's something the fans don't accept. Mm. And I, I, I'm totally with you. I just mm. think he does a great job pressing high up the field. Yeah. I, lo- I love him there. I don't care. My what My son say. said, well, I was sitting next to my son, and my son, you know, in his twenties, not a kid. He said, uh, you know, we have done the substitutions that the fans want. Yes, and we are Agreed. not, and we are not as organised a team as as before they came on. Yeah. Do you agree with that? Yeah. You know, and you're talking about players letting other players down. I, I, I think he's right. I think that you know that we were less organised when Hudson Adoy. There's a lot Rubens of confusion when the yeah. tra- when the, the Jorginho substitution was being made. It lasted three or four minutes. Yeah. I, sorry, well, he had to make another that? substitution because, to make it work. Well, Loftus Cheek was supposed to drop back, and he hadn't got the message. And um, it was it was a bit it looked a bit awkward. I'm glad they sorted it out. Like, it's, you've got what you want as fans with these players on the pitch. Look, it just isn't as solid. Mm-hmm. It isn't as as organised and as disciplined as when they were. Now, you know whether Hazard would have scored that goal. You know with with the existing initial lineup. I don't know. Yes. Maybe he would. I, <laughs> yes. I, I tend to think yes because that was a moment of initial magic. He, he didn't really change where he was playing. No, no I don't he just think. On you know, Hudson Joy put put I think one one really good cross in and a couple. I think yeah, yes. but you know a couple of decent. Crosses in, yeah. you know, again, hit the ball early, as you said. So, you know, it's, uh, you know, he, they impacted the game, but were we a better team when they came on? I, I think my son's right. I don't think they were. No. Uh, well, mm. After the tactical switch? Uh, well, after the substitutions. Right, yeah. I, I think, no. I, Once they finally got it right, yeah, possibly, yeah. but it took a while. Yeah, yeah I mean, uh, the other thing was, I think Wolves were tired because yeah. they'd been chasing yeah. the ball for well against 76 percent possession uh, yeah you know. exactly it's so tiring yeah. and uh, and so maybe that caused some of the openings but i mean the other thing is on another day i, I think there was one early opportunity the ball flashed across the goal and it looked like Higuain lost sight of it yeah he was at the far post and yeah. you know maybe at his sh- uh, if he was a little bit sharper he would have bundled that in and then then the game's completely different. Yeah. Yeah. They can't play that way. But anyway, so we move on to this week. I mean, actually, it's quite a tiring week for Chelsea, isn't it? You've got to go over to Kiev and then... 2,700 miles Liverpool. or something. Yeah. No, I'm not. I looked Have into it. No, no, I haven't. I've been to Russia. I haven't been to Ukraine. I didn't, no. fancy, a, yeah. I didn't fancy a war-torn, Nazi-infested away trip, frankly. <laughs> <laughs> I'd have thought the season you had it would have been the icing on the cake really (laughs) can they actually play at their own stadium at the moment yeah the Olympic stadium I don't know because I thought because of the war because of the war with Russia no uh, that there was they were a little bit like Baku they've had to move I don't know maybe I imagine no the only the only effect it's had is that Russian teams cannot play Ukrainian teams they can't be drawn against each other that's been that's been in place since uh, 2014 Uh, but it's the same stadium we played uh, in 2015, and right. that's their sixth. That's their sixth highest ever crowd Amazing. since it was redeveloped they in 2011. Disappointing in their fans. I don't know if they were knackered after a long trip, but they, they didn't. I, I thought it would be all flares and Eastern European jumping up and down and posnanning, and it wasn't really. They were uh, fairly polite. Straight trousers. Yeah. yeah, yeah. It was. It was. <laughs> you know. 
So it, wasn't, we, it wasn't Malmo, that's for sure. No. <laughs> so what do we think about these two games coming up? What are our thoughts and predictions? I presume he's going to go with the same kind of Europa League team and the same kind of switch as them for Everton on Sunday. So how do we, how do we see this week panning out? I think he'll leave a couple behind, leave a couple of players, I key players. Yeah, and maybe one or two others. I think he'll know... I mean, 3-0 is a buffer, isn't it? Yeah. and um, it, it's, it's, a, it's a big problem if you lose 3-0, uh, if you lose three goals. Yeah, it is, yeah. yeah. It is, because you've given four away, and which also, we can do. And you've only got, you know, what is it, 60, 62 hours later, we're playing at Goodison, which yeah. we've got a pretty patchy record there. And they, they're so hot and cold. 2016, on this day in 2016, we lost 2-0 yes. in the FA Cup. Oh. Romelu Lukaku. Yeah. So and, uh, what are your predictions for the games then? Um, I think uh, because, they've, because they've got Verbich back, who he really is one of their key players, I think they'll give it a right good go. And they might even win the match, but they're not going to win it by sufficient uh, a margin. And I'm, more, I'm quite worried about Goodison, I've got to say. I just hope we turn up with our heads in the right place on Sunday. Scores? Um, Kiev first. I think we'll win 2-1 there. 2-1 there. Andy? I think William always turns up on these occasions. He, he's the ultimate kind of like... This is where he gets left at home and yeah, doesn't yeah. even go I on the plane he's, and he's not He's the turn ultimate up. kind of far-flung Europa League, Champions League player. He'll go to a team like this. He looks amazing against pub teams like this. I think he'll get an early goal. That'll leave him five to get. Great. And they'll just, exactly. And, and, you know, That's and, what we need. A goal any time. Yeah, and the shoulders are... The most important Job. thing is they didn't get an away goal. You Absolutely know? So, right. So if we get one away goal, we double it, and it, yeah, anyway, another problem. So I think a pretty easy mm. win. I don't think it'll be spectacular, maybe 2-0, mm. but I think we'll win it. Do the job. See it through. Yeah, absolutely. Everton, yeah, we haven't got a great record up there. Um, although we have won some stupid matches. We had a 6-4 game up there mm. recently. You know, mm. it was, it, you know, we've had some crazy games. I think the thing about Everton is they're not going to sit back. They're actually going to try and play football against yeah. us. And actually, we're better against teams that try and play football against us. Yeah. So I'm not so worried about them as I was against Wolves. So I think we could, uh, we could, we could, uh, we could win that one. I don't think their defence is good enough. I'm going to go a narrow win, 1-0. Okay, I'm going to go for 2-0 win in uh, Kiev and I'm going to go for a 2-1 win up at Everton. Yeah, I'm going 2-1 as well, but I'm, I have the fear. Oh, we always have the fear. That's every game we play. The, <laughs> the, <laughs> let's be honest. As they say, the fear never leaves you. I've, now, I, I've progressed from the fear. I now have the horror. <laughs> and I, I think by the end of the evening, at the end of the, uh, the, the season, I'll have the terror. Yeah, <laughs> absolutely. <laughs> all right. Good to see you all. And we're not here next week because of international Stupid breaks. Stupid international yeah. week. So we'll be back in a fortnight. Speak to you soon. Good to see you. Cheers. Lovely. The Chels is backed for the season by Ladbrooks. This is a playback media production. Get all the associated links for this podcast at chelseapodcast.net. Sports Social Podcast Network. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered chumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby. Mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa. Take it easy, Judy. <laughs> The Chumba Life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.